Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 119, verses 73 through 80. Your hands have made and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you shall see me and rejoice, because I have hoped in your word. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right, and that in your faithfulness you have humbled me. Let your steadfast love become my comfort, according to your promise to your servant. Let your mercy come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. Let the arrogant be put to shame, because they have subverted me with guile. As for me, I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you turn to me, so that they may know your decrees. May my heart be blameless in your statutes, so that I may not be put to shame. Jeremiah chapter 6, verses 10 through 19. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? See, their ears are closed, they cannot listen. The word of the Lord is to them an object of scorn, they take no pleasure in it. But I am full of the wrath of the Lord, I am weary of holding it in. Pour it out in the children on the street, and on the gatherings of young men as well. Both husband and wife shall be taken, the old folk and the very aged. Their houses shall be turned over to others, their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand against the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord. For from the least to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for unjust gain. And from prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have treated the wound of my people carelessly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. They acted shamefully. They committed abomination, yet they were not ashamed. They did not know how to blush. Therefore they shall fall among those who fall. At the time that I punish them, they shall be overthrown, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Stand at the crossroads and look, and ask for the ancient paths, where the good way lies, and walk in it, and find rest in your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. Also I raise up sentinels for you. Give heed to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not give heed. Therefore, hear, O nations, and know, O congregation, what will happen to them. Hear, O earth, I am going to bring disaster on this people, the fruit of their schemes, because they have not given heed to my words. And as for my teaching, they have rejected it. Acts chapter 19, verses 21 through 27. Now after these things have been accomplished, Paul resolved in the spirit to go through Macedonia and Achaia, and then on to Jerusalem. He said, After I have gone there, I must also see Rome. So he sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, while he himself stayed for some time longer in Asia. About that time, no little disturbance broke out concerning the way. A man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, 
brought no little business to the artisans. These he gathered together with the workers of the same trade and said, Men, you know that we get our wealth from this business. You also see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in also the whole of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and drawn away a considerable number of people by saying that the gods are made with hands, are not gods. And there is danger not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be scorned, and she will be deprived of her majesty that brought all Asia and the world to worship her. Good morning and welcome to the fifth Monday after Pentecost. The... um, the mystery of why there are two sets of readings for the the daily readings for the Revised Common Lectionary. The mystery uh, only to me, of course, because I didn't read where I needed to read, um, has been solved. Um, If you use the Vanderbilt um, Divinity Library uh, RCL uh, calendar or resource as I do, there's a number of them out there, and for whatever reason, they all seem to have different readings, which doesn't make sense if it's, if the RCL is one thing anyway. Um, the Vanderbilt, um, resource is what I use. The first, um, set of readings and all the, the daily readings following Pentecost, all of the first readings are relatively continuous. That's why we've been going through and hearing a lot about Elisha and second Kings. Um, and if we were to continue in that, we would just kind of read through Second Kings, which is not incredibly exciting. Um, and I'm, I'm just not sure that a daily uh, morning prayer podcast, I, I don't think that, that doesn't feel sensical to me. Um, the second set of readings is meant to be um, complementary. So the first set they'll refer to as contiguous or continual um, or continuous Um, and those are where you'll read basically uh, in the time after Pentecost usually about 30 weeks um, you read from say 2nd Kings all the way through and that will be either from 2nd Kings or the later prophets or sometimes uh, in the the Torah with you know Genesis Exodus Deuteronomy Um, the and then the, the second readings, the complementary readings, set of readings, those are usually paired together uh, to draw out a theme or some you know kind of association with one another. That to me makes more sense for a morning prayer podcast um, that's following the news, that is taking inspiration from the readings in order to hear what the Spirit is saying. Um, in those moments and in that in that week or that day. So today I've actually switched from the first set of readings, which I had been reading, to the second set of readings, from the continuous to the complementary. And this morning we read um, from Psalm 119, which I think is like one of the longest psalms. There's like 150 some odd verses in there. And it opens up really, you know, spectacularly with the sun and the moon and everything else. And then from the book of Jeremiah, uh, which takes its name from the prophet Jeremiah, 
who's known as the weeping prophet who watched Jerusalem be raised to the ground. And then finally in the book of Acts, late in Acts, um, there's only 28 uh, chapters in Acts. Um, and we're reading from the 19th, so it's pretty well advanced. Um, in terms of the story in Acts, at least, the um, this is kind of uh, uh, prefiguring, not prefiguring, good Lord, foreshadowing. Mix up my theological terms with my literary terms. It's foreshadowing Paul's um, entrance into Rome and eventual writing of his letter to the church in Rome. Um, but what's really happening is uh, the the NRSV, which is the translation I typically use, um, its subtitle for this passage is The Riot in Ephesus. And the riot is caused by these masons, uh, silversmiths, actually. Um, and they're concerned that Paul um, is going around um, affecting their business because he's telling people, hey, um, these these temples and these statues that we're crafting, they really don't actually have any power. Um, and that's a problem because then people, the demand <laughs> will decrease. Um, and he mentioned specifically Artemis. Artemis is the god of civilization and depending on, you know, which, you know, set of writings uh, that, that chronicle the Greek and Roman gods, Artemis is also the god of war and the god of justice. Um, and so you know, the very basis of civilization is being threatened by this, you know, jagoff coming from, you know, one of these remote provinces. Um, but what's really concerning is that they'll, they're losing business. Um, the, the man's name is Demetrius, and he says, you know that we get our wealth from this business. And this guy is persuading a whole lot of people in our area, in our region, um, by saying, look, they, they're, just, they're just pieces made from human hands. And it evokes this um, uh, section in Psalm 119, your hands have, fashion, have made and fashioned me. Um, now that's actually the narrator speaking to God of God's creation of humanity. God's hands have made and fashioned us. Um, but the an idol is, and the, the Hebrew word, which I forget, um, but the etymology, the, the heritage of the word idol means simply something that's been carved or created by human hands. A lot of the altars that the Israelites left while they were wandering in the desert were just stones stacked up upon one another. And stones being shaped by the elements... You know, that was God doing that. You know, the people of God don't believe in chance. They believe in God. Um, and so this rock is shaped a certain way because God has done that. And why would we, you know, take this and alter it? It's uh, in the Old Testament, there's this image, this metaphor, um, kind of this reference point of the unhewn stone. The unhewn stone is, 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 not pure, but it's it's uncrafted. It's it's not an idol. The unhewn stone is precisely that. It is not made by human hands. It's not an idol. Um, and these silversmiths are worried because they're being exposed. Um, in the the reading from Jeremiah, um, I don't know if it ties into current events or not, but it certainly stuck out at, at mine because I've got family in California. Um, I. When 
last week, besides thinking, forgetting about July 4th, um, thinking maybe the, the July 4th, I don't, I don't even know if there was a parade, but the event put on by the administration, thinking that that would be kind of headline news, but the headline news for that day was this major earthquake in California, out in um, rural California in the desert, followed, I want to say the next day, by an even larger earthquake. Um, so these natural disasters kind of uh, upstaged this July 4th thing, which a lot of military social media um, was really not all that excited about. There's a reason that we don't, you know, roll tanks through the Capitol and some, you know, stupid jag-off display of, you know, military potency or something. Um, so as we were reading from Jeremiah, what stood out to me was, you know, hero earth, I'm going to bring disaster on this people, the fruit of their schemes, um, because they haven't given heed to my words. Um, and for someone who's very devout, I'd like to think I'm devout, you do think about natural disasters and the extent to which they can reflect back onto God or should reflect back onto God. Um, I don't know if that may, if that's appropriate, if that is connected to this administration or if it's connected to the history, the kind of accumulation of our schemes and our, our use of resources such that the earth itself is actually, um, it faces disaster. Um, you know, is this climate change or is this, if this is God's doing in some way, you know, I'm, I don't think it has nearly as much to do with the corrupt kind of um, uh, systems that the executive branch has in place currently, um, or if that has something more to do with, you know, much more rooted in history and therefore uh, far more universal in its scope of responsibility, you know. We, the, if it's climate change, and again, this is all a big if, that means that we're all implicated. We all have um, been on this kind of path for a long time, and it's not just these portents and signs if we are to believe in them. It isn't just because, you know, two years ago, the executive uh, branch was uh, taken control by a reality TV star. It was, this is years in, in the making, years and decades and even generations in the making. And then maybe a reminder, idols aren't crafted overnight. Um, we shape our, our gods and we shape our um, systems over long periods of time and to not mistake any sign that God may give us for some, you know, some uh, clear and immediate danger or threat or uh, event, but far more likely um, when we think of it in God's time, that these things, should they be signs, are the response to generational shifts in um, our ability to maintain moral clarity and integrity. Prayer for Knowledge of God's Creation from the Book of Common Prayer Almighty and everlasting God, you made the universe with all its marvelous order, its atoms, worlds, and galaxies, and the infinite complexity of living creatures. 
Grant that as we probe the mysteries of your creation, we, co- may, we may come to know you more truly and more surely fulfill our role in your eternal purpose. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.